All right, coming in hot. Another Sunday edition. Another Sunday. We got your A's, we got your Z's. Still no football, so that's why yeah. it's a Sunday edition. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, football's over, man. Yeah. Six rings now for Tom Brady? I mean... I mean, I'm sure he's got more than that. Can anyone say he's not the greatest of all time now? I mean, what could you he say? Also, he also has a wedding ring, so that's seven rings so at seven least. Seven rings yeah. at least at this point. I don't know if he's big on the bling except for his Super Bowl rings. Yeah, anything else probably pales in comparison. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot my phone. Wow. Okay. <laughs> my bad. You know what? Guess what? The Blues won. Yeah, we just watched it. Yeah, I think it. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the <laughs> overtime. Nice. Okay, yeah, that's done. Yeah, the Blues just won, like, uh, what, two minutes ago. Took them 16 seconds worth of overtime, but they got there. <laughs> After giving up a, what, two, three goal lead at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they scored three in the third. That's what happens when uh, Jake Allen's in goal. He just, yeah. we have to score, like, eight or nine goals to win a game mm-hmm. with Allen in goal for some reason. I don't know why. Because he's a good goalie. Yeah. But, like. He just can't hold a lead. I think he's really getting in his head too much lately. That's exactly what I think it is, yeah. He's just so, I don't know, maybe he's just too cerebral. He's got the yips or whatever you want to call it, but I don't get it. It makes zero sense because I know he's better than that. So I don't know why he's fucking up. Had a nice little uh, brunch, lunch thingy. Yeah. Had some burgers and some jalapeno poppers and some fried pickles. Mm Mm-hmm. And some beers. Yeah, typical brunch food. Yeah. That one, uh, that Bloody Mary that Emma got was pretty good, though. I will admit that. Yeah, it was. It was. I actually could have drank that one, as opposed to like choking down the one we had two weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. I'm glad you said that. Cause I was worried about saying something, because like, well, I don't really ever drink Bloody Marys. That's only like the second one I've ever had in my life. So I was like, maybe they are just this bad. <laughs> no, it's just, it's that fucking Bloody Mary mix. Way too many places use that, and yeah. I think it's fucking gross, and it makes a terrible drink. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're saving that much money, because how expensive is fucking tomato, tomato juice? juice yeah. yeah, It's fucking the cheapest of all juices, almost. Probably. I don't know. I mean, it can't be that bad. Well, yeah, and even if it is, just charge a little extra for it. I yeah. Mean. Like, I'd rather pay an extra dollar and have something enjoyable, because I, I like good Bloody Mary. But, like, when, when you just use Bloody Mary mix and then fucking vodka, it's just like, that's what you're going to serve, and it's just this giant salt bomb. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> taste good. I don't get it. Because it's such a simple, like, cocktail to make. It's just like, I guess it's like tomato juice, vodka, um, Worcestershire sauce, or however you say it, Worcestershire. Mm-hmm. Um, like some pickle juice. At least that's what I always added to it was a little bit of pickle juice. And then, uh, like, some salt on the rim. It's not like, we're not talking about something crazy here. And you just kind of shake that all together, pour it over ice, and, you know, get like a, like an olive and a, like a cheese cube. A Maybe cheese a pickle. cube? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. I haven't seen that before. That was the one, uh, it's closed down now, but that one bar, uh, Muddy Pub, back when that was open, they had a really good Bloody Mary, where they did, like, it was like a cheese cube and, like, a link of, like, spicy sausage, and then, like, an olive and something else, like a pickle. It was all in one skewer, and they laid that on top of it. That was a pretty good fucking Bloody Mary. Hmm. I just can't do a lot of Bloody Marys. Yeah, I could see that. Like, even when they're good, I only order, like, one, maybe two, because I just don't want to, like... It's it's not a get fucked up kind of drink, at least not to me, because it's just like, I, this is the last thing I want to throw up. <laughs> it's a bunch of tomato juice and salt. Yeah. It's like, then how do I know when to go to the hospital? I'm just throwing up red anyway. Yeah. You got to keep that indicator open. 
But like screwdrivers and mimosas, I can get loaded on those. That doesn't bug me. Oh yeah. Like well, mimosas are delicious. Those are tasty. I like a good screwdriver too. Those are always good. Vodka is such a uh, versatile spirit. I'm like, I'm not even a big vodka fan. Like, I like Tito's. That's about it, as it goes for, like, vodka. Yeah. But it's just so versatile. You can mix it with, like, anything. Like, any kind of, like, citrus juice you can put it in. You can put it with water and a little bit of Mio and drink that all day. It's just, it's, it's very useful. You can't do the same thing with, like, whiskey, which I prefer over vodka. But whiskey is just like, you know, maybe on like a Coke or like a soda water. That's about yeah. it. And the really good shit, you don't want to mix with anything. You want to just put it like on the rocks. At least that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I get told that that, no, you're supposed to do that because it just waters down the, the liquor and you don't get the full flavor of that. And I'm like, yeah, but I like my drinks to be cold. Like your heart. Exactly. If I'm drinking something warm, it just doesn't feel right. Unless it's coffee. I'm tired, man. I can tell. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. It's been a long week, really. A lot of shit was going on, but yeah. We had a fairly busy weekend this week. But you're here now. Yeah, for sure. Because like Friday, we went out with my little brother. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, got got him some beers because that's like the first time he's been out since he's had his kid. Yeah. And then my uh, my dad showed up, so we hung out with him too for a little bit. Nice. And then Saturday, you know, we had our D and D thing. Mm-hmm. And then before that, we had to. It was Emma's mom's birthday, so we went out for. Oh, nice. Lunch with them. We went to Ravenelli's, mm. which uh, sucked. <laughs> Sorry, Ravenelli's, if you're listening, but you need to start yeah. seasoning your food and realize that portion size does not make up for low quality. We just lost three subscribers, I think. That's fine. If they like Ravenelli's that much, they're not going to like this podcast. So. <laughs> it's too much flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I got the flavor. I make the weirdest enemies. <laughs> yeah, we got to paint our minis yesterday that we got. That was nerve-wracking. That was, man. That was a pain in the ass. Why did I pick a dwarf? I don't know. I was regretting it the entire time. <laughs> I was just trying to get mine done as quickly as possible because I'm not good at painting. So I was just like, I know yeah. this is going to suck, so let me just get this done. That's kind of how I was towards the end. I was like, I could spend more time on this, but that's good enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, can I just order these painted from now on? Like, I'll pay extra. That's fine. But goddamn. Apparently, there are places that will just, like, professionally paint your minis, though. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what oh. I've heard. Okay. So, maybe that's what I'll do next time. Yeah. Whenever I make my Oh, next yeah, because next time is the gunslinger. You definitely want that yeah, painted exactly. right. I'm going to want that one good. You want that to come legit. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll see what happens. You can't I, go zacking that one up. Fuck no. I'm just not good at painting. I've, ne- I've never been. I don't know. I can paint a wall. Really? Yeah, but you you want me to like detail shit? I just can't do it. Hmm. You don't detail walls? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, at least not when I do them. I just do one solid coat, and we just paint that shit, and we move on. I'm not doing special shit. I'm just not very artistic. Just can't do it. I've never been good. I can barely draw a stick figure. Hmm. I'm not much better, so I don't have room to talk. I can draw a dick pretty well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I draw those all the time. Okay. So. <laughs> if you give me a pencil and something like blank to write on, I'll probably draw a dick. Like 98 times out of 100. <laughs> this is accurate. I played Jackbox with you, so. Oh, yeah, it's always a penis. It's, yeah. it's funny that way. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's always funny. That, that joke never gets old. Just drawing dicks, always hilarious. Drunk people almost always laugh at dicks, you're right. 
nah, I mean, you couldn't say that about my stand-up career. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Ouch. I am America's sweetheart, you Andrew. Are. I am America's failed comedian, Zach. Thank you guys again for listening, tuning in, whatever the fuck you want to call this. Absorbing. Absorbing. Having this play in the background while you argue with your wife. Whatever you choose to mm. use it for, yeah. that's fine. The docile so tones of reason. Yeah, we're not going to pick a side. Unless she's getting in the way like the hockey game or something like that. In which yeah. case, fuck her. That's true. You're totally right. Yeah, you're definitely on the right here. You should hit her. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to say that the A to Z podcast is not endorsed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'll add that in post. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? That's too much work. Just cut that bit. <laughs> we're we're going to cut that bit about hitting your wife. We're going to say no to that. That's a big no for me. <laughs> big negative ghost rider. We're going to say, do not hit your wife. Pattern is full. <laughs> Been a busy couple weeks since our last uh, episode. It has. Like I said, we got our Super Bowl in. Mm-hmm. That was a busy weekend. Jesus, we were out every fucking night that weekend. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, Friday night, we didn't go too far. Because I think, yeah, I think Friday night we, we just went to the Legion by our house, but mm. I was drinking whiskey cokes the whole time and just got, like, super fucked up. <laughs> Fell asleep on the couch and Emma had to, had to take my shoes off because I was just, like, totally out of it. Oh, when you got home? Yeah. Not the, not the Legion couch? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't fall asleep at bars, dog. I'm not that trashy. Okay. I just throw up at them and then go fall asleep in the car. Yeah. Way different. <laughs> Way classier. Way classier. Uh, did that, and then like that Saturday was uh, Alex's birthday, so we went out for that. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was like I was almost nervous when I woke up Saturday morning. I was like, I don't fucking know how in the hell I'm gonna be able to make it to that. So I just started like hammering like the propels and the body armors, and just trying to get myself through that really? hangover. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. You seemed fine when I met up with you there. Yeah, I got lucky. Um, like I said, powered powered through all that uh, super hydration that I was doing, and then. Uh, after I did all that, got some caffeine to keep the headache away. And then it was just, uh, like, after, like, two or three beers, I'm back to normal then. Oh, okay. But That's not your state of equilibrium. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, three beers is usually the equilibrium is where I, I want to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, did that, and then we had the Super Bowl party the next day, and I was still fucked up from, like, the fucking Saturday before then, so. Saturday got nuts. They got way nuts, than, like, way more nuts than I thought it was going to be. Yeah? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little bit more uh, calm. Because usually Alex isn't one for, like, getting super hammered out, like, out in public. Like, she'll get drunk and stuff, but it's usually at their house. Oh, really? So, okay, like, yeah. yeah, we were, like, out in public where we were just all fucking just slamming them. Even you were, man. You were putting those seven and sevens down. Yeah, that's a, a tasty drink. That was the most I've seen you drink in a while, I feel like. Yeah, it probably was. Because you were just, like, hammering through those. <laughs> I was just sticking with beers. Yeah, and then I got my bill the other night, and I forgot a couple people had bought some for me. So I was like, I thought I drank more than that. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, no. It's the hardest thing to try to figure out how many you had mm-hmm. whenever we all go out. Because it's yeah. just like everybody's just buying each other rounds, and you can just never keep count. Yeah. You buy jello shots, even, because those are fun. Yeah, we had a couple of those, I think, too. Yeah, well, they're so easy at the Raging, because they're like a dollar. Oh, really? Yeah, they're a dollar oh, piece. That. So it's just okay. like, yeah, like, you can be out with like 20 friends. Be like, yeah, fuck it, give me 20 jello shots. Like, Clearly, I'm the asshole who's never bought around because I didn't even know that. So, <laughs> sorry. Next one's on me. You didn't, didn't even know they existed, so it didn't yeah. matter. <laughs> but yeah, those are I swallowed fun. something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> jello shots are always yeah. fun. 
And then I got into a, a long conversation about the Miracle on Ice game with, uh, what, what was her name? The one Russian spy. Mm, Claudia. Was, was like, yeah, her, her name's Katya. And <laughs> she was cool. No, they, were, she was, they were really cool. Yeah, yeah they were a lot both. Yeah. yeah. She was a really good sport. I thought for sure she was going to get tired of me, but she was just laughing at everything. I was like, oh, wow, this is surprising. Because it's like anything she would say, I would bring back to the Winter Olympics. <laughs> It's like, you know what happened like two years later? Your fucking shitty system collapsed, so. Look at ours. It's just now getting ready to collapse, so we lasted like a good 20 years more than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it going. This Cold War ain't, ain't over here in this house. Well, this is my house, so. Yeah. Well, you, you have no right to talk. That no, way. I'm taking this over, too. You're, oh. Yours is like a satellite nation. I had to make sure the commies didn't come in here. So. All right. Well, that's fair. I'm going to start uh, using propaganda. Look at this Scorpions record and all of these blue jeans. Aren't these fun? Isn't that better than starving to death? I mean, it is. I love the Scorpions. There you go. There's no one like you. <laughs> Another win for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated. Bruce Springsteen brought down the wall. <laughs> the working class hero. Springsteen is the man, though. I do like him. My phone's going off. Hang on, this might be Casper Mattresses, they've been calling me lately. No, it's not, it's just something about the NBA and the ESPN. I don't know why ESPN sends me so many, like, NBA... Wait, were you making, like, an ad read joke? Like, somebody yeah. was... <laughs> exactly what I was doing. <laughs> we don't have any ad reads, guys. <laughs> it's, we're never gonna have ad reads. <sighs> not until we have, like, our own company, and then maybe yeah. we'll have ad reads for our own shit. Hey, before we get back... Do it like an old-school, like, 1920s radio man. <laughs> Hey, have you heard the big news? Infinite CBD is now giving away... <laughs> Talking to like a, a cardboard tube, and I'm yeah. like, hey, sounds like I'm on old-timer radio. I, I do endorse Infinite CBD. They don't pay me to say that, but I do like... That's a good website. Yeah, good oh, shit. that's a website? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just talking like infinite amounts of that. No, it's like an actual company. Hmm. It's like the cleanest CBD supplement you can get. They're 99% CBD and, like, 1% coconut oil, so. And apparently now they're making a lubricant. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got that in their little newsletter email. It's called, like, the Big Bang or something like that. And I was like, really, guys? I know CBD is a very useful, like, supplement. It does a lot of good things, but sexual health is what it was for Oh, now? sex. Oh. Yeah, like, sexual lubricant. Okay. Not, not uh, like, for your doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mind went. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're doing like WD-40, okay. <laughs> WD-40 with CBD in it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. Oh, God, that's a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I just keep pouring massage oil into my door hinge. <laughs> Why isn't this working? This lubricant sucks. <laughs> I, I bought this uh, KY Hot and Cold, and it just keeps freezing. I thought yeah. it was for all seasons. Yeah. This is ridiculous. False advertising. Jeez. <laughs> It still squeaks and everything. I can't even. My uh, car doors were a little slick, so I bought some Astro Glide because they were squeaking too much. And... <laughs> I mean, would that technically work? I don't know. I don't know. It's like a, like a water based lubricant, so it would wash off like immediately, but mm -hmm. it might work for. I don't know. I don't know how, like, lubes. What the science behind, like, oils and lubes is. You'll have to do some research. Let yeah. us know next episode. Yeah, I'm going to look into that and see what I can find. Make sure your safe search is on. My safe search is never on. I'm not a child. Plus, how am I going to find all those anime titties if I got safe search? 
I watched, uh, I was telling you about that documentary I watched, right? That, like, irritated the shit out of me. Yeah, you were. You should definitely watch it. I should? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's a good documentary, but, like, you'll never be able to watch it more than once. I know I can't. It's, it was, uh, it was called, um, Abducted in Plain Sight. And it takes place in, like, the 70s, and, like, this dude basically groomed not just a 12-year-old girl, but, like, her entire family to where it was easy for him to abduct her. And he did it, like, twice. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. And then, like, it, her parents are just, I mean, I, I know they went through a lot. It was really sad. But they're also might be two of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And uh, there's hard some, to feel too sorry for them. Exactly. Point. I was kind of like, I never thought I'd say this, but the whole time I was kind of hoping the government was going to just take the kids. <laughs> just be like, they'd probably be better off in the system than with mm. these two fucking Mormon idiots. Yeah. But yeah, so we watched that this morning. That was nice, and uh, that's a nice way to wake up in the morning and hear about uh, child molestation. Yeah, it's a great way to start the day. Nice couple, nice couple of Folgers and some uh, child grooming stories. <laughs> Good, what a great Sunday it's been. Although the end of the documentary does have one of my favorite groups in it. The um, Avengers. Yes, kind of. Huh. It's uh, Baca, I think is what it is. It's. Bikers against child abductors or something like that. Oh, really? It's amazing what they are. Basically, they're a bunch of just like bikers who all you know, big burly like fucking jack dudes who are scary, mm-hmm. and they just go to like um, courtrooms and stuff like that where you know kids have to testify against their uh, abusers and stuff like that, and they sit in the courtroom to make sure the kids feel safe and stuff like that. So it's a really cool fucking thing that they do. They all have like all their leathers on and shit like that. So it's a lot of fun. My favorite part about it is that. I'm not 100% if it's technically legal, but all the judges just kind of seem to let it slide, where it's just like, because I don't know if you're allowed to sit in a courtroom and try to threaten, or like, try to intimidate the defendant of a uh, of a case, Yeah. but the fact that the judge is like, yeah, I'll let it slide, <laughs> it's just kind of amazing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck this guy. We'll go ahead and just shoot him. Fuck him. <laughs> so, that was fun. Yeah, uh, abducted in plain sight. If you guys get a chance and you want to watch something super depressing, feel free to grab that and give that a watch. It was, it was interesting. That's one word for it. Okay. Infuriating is another one, but I'll put it on the list. It's not high on the list yet, but yeah, no, no. It, it's on there. You can get to it. I also watched the uh, Ted Bundy tapes too. That was a glass week. Oh, the Zac Efron. No, the uh, the documentary on Netflix. Oh, okay. Or it's like all his uh, confession tapes and stuff like that. Hmm. That was pretty cool. It was only four episodes long, so it's fairly short. But uh, it was interesting. You know, like, it's really didn't learn anything new. It's all stuff that I've already heard before because I've heard all those tapes. But uh, it was kind of neat. It's always kind of, like, an interesting story. Bundy is. Okay. He's, like, the most irritating, like, infuriating fucking uh, serial killer out there. So, Like, him or uh, fucking BTK. They were both, like, fucking douchebags. <laughs> He's dead now, though, right? Bundy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they had him killed in, like, the 90s or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. It's not like Manson where he's just sitting in jail rotting for 20 years. Yeah. Sucking Nazis' dicks to make sure he doesn't get beat up in jail. So, it's pretty good uh, justice. Pretty happy about that. Fucking douchebag that he is. Oh, I, I, I never looked into this, but one of the guys that Manson was trying to kill was named Fred Melcher. Like, my exact same last name. I wonder if I'm, like, related to the guy. Hmm. I wonder if Manson's got a problem with me. Like, what's up, old man? You want to do this? 
you fucking emaciated Alan Moore looking fuck. <laughs> Let's do this shit. <laughs> you got something to say? Yeah, fuck Manson. He was a douchebag, too. Yeah. Tried to have Gerald Ford killed. Who wants to kill Gerald Ford? Like, the nicest president ever. He was just... He just wanted to grow peanuts and shit. And just, I thought that was Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he didn't object to the peanuts. Yeah, Ford, yeah. Ford didn't care. He's, like, the like one of the nicest presidents. He didn't do anything. They're like, yeah, yeah have, have him killed. Like, he literally did nothing. He wasn't even elected. Yeah, that was the whole point. Yeah. That's why he's one of my favorites. He didn't do anything. That's what I want from a president. <laughs> I want them to not do anything. That would be nice for a change after the last couple terms. Yeah. Just like all of you just stop. Yeah. Just all take a break for a couple minutes. That's what I was thinking in the uh, the State of the Union, whenever that was on. Oh, really? Yeah, where it was like, me and I were watching it, uh, kind of, at the bar. And it was like, this entire room, like the whole Congress room was full of people. And there's like one person in that room who I care about, and it was Buzz Aldrin. I was like, Buzz Aldrin's cool. Get him out of there, and then light that building on fire. Fuck, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll just start from square one and get done with this shit. <laughs> It certainly couldn't be any worse. Can we just not have a president for a little bit? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> kind of work on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Stay single for a while. Yeah, can we just be single for a little bit and sort of learn about ourselves? Fucking presidents. Fucking politics. They suck, too. Fuck politics. This is as close as I'm going to get to talking about politics on this I was going to say, you said you never would. And then we yeah. just kind of slipped into it. This is as far as it's going to go. I'm, okay. I'm already ending the conversation. Okay. But, cut, cut that bit. Yeah, you can go ahead and cut, <laughs> cut that whole federal bit. All right. <laughs> get rid of that whole branch. <laughs> so we're 24 minutes in. We've got a three-minute podcast. 24 minutes in. We've cut 22 minutes of it mm-hmm. so far. Yep. And <laughs> All right. It's a lot of work for me. Not really. You just got to drag the mouse around to it and click it <laughs> and hit delete. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work for me. <laughs> it's way more work than I do at work. That's fair. That's what it used to be like for me. My work's been sucking lately. And they're like, they expect me to work now. I can't just sit around and do nothing all day. What kind of horse shit is that? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. I thought you had seniority. Come on. Yeah, so did I. You've been there like a year now, right? Yeah, a little bit over a year, actually. Mm, wow. That's fucking bullshit. Why do we got to do work now? Is that, is that the new uh, Zach record? No, I think three years is the oh, longest three. I've worked in one wow. place. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that my, my old job, Essex, when I was working there, like out in St. Louis. I was there for like three years. Oh, really? So, yeah. oh, okay. Before I got in that car wreck and then couldn't make it to work, so they fired me because I couldn't come in. Oh, I didn't know that. They were like, well, you, you didn't call off in time, so uh, it, it was something like I didn't have enough... Uh, of the unaccounted time off or something like that, where, like, because you had to call off within a certain amount of time for it to count, and then, like, they had, like, an, another bit where it was, like, you know, if you couldn't call in or something like that. I didn't call off in time because I got in a fucking car accident on my way to work, and so, like, I called, like, ten minutes before I had to be there after I got done talking to the cops and everything. And I uh, told my boss, like, hey, man, uh, I was just going down the highway. I was, like, I got in a wreck. I hit a bunch of ice and, like, slipped and hit the side of the wall and fucked my car up. I was like, so I'm not going to make it in today. I'm just going to try to limp my car home so I don't have to pay for a tow truck. And he's like, okay, uh, do you have the time for that? And I was like, I don't know, man. I'll look when I get home. I'll handle it then. He goes, okay. And he goes, oh, wait, wait, before you hang up, uh, are you okay? Is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> and he's like, click, hung up on him. And then, like, finally got back home. And then they called me at, like, noon. And we're like, oh, just so you, uh, you know, we have to let, let you go because you didn't call off in time and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, I was like, wouldn't this be excused? All the roads were frozen over. 
I was like, there was literally on the news when I got home, there was the exact spot where I had my wreck they were talking about because there was 13 other cars that had a wreck on that exact same spot I was at. And she was like, well, everybody else made it in. I was like, everybody else lives in Missouri. They're yeah. not, they don't drive on that road. <laughs> She's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Fuck you then. So three years gone. Jeez. Yeah, they were fucking dicks anyway. I, I wanted to quit that job anyway because it was fucking such a long drive. It was 45 minutes one way. Ouch. And then like about an hour 10 the other way because of, because of traffic. And I was doing like 10-hour days. So it's just like, fuck this, man. Yeah. Like 14 hours in my That's day. That's soul crushing. Yeah. yeah. It's like 14 hours of my day is either at work or in the car going to and from work. So I was just like, dude, fuck this. They, they weren't even paying me that well, so. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, three years. I think that's, like, my max. It's like as long as I've worked at a place. Usually I only last, like, a year, year and a half. I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I haven't found anything I liked yet. I don't know. Yeah. I get bored. That, and I'm also chasing it. Like, I'm always chasing a bigger paycheck. It's, like, the only thing I look at. Like, they'll be like, yeah, you can work here. We'll pay you, like, a dollar more than you're making now. I'm like, done. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> I blame myself, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why is that? You're just going to constantly chase, and you're never going to find a manager as cool as I was. So. Probably true. Yeah. I really haven't gotten along with a lot of my management besides you. Yeah. So <laughs> I get along with most of my management now. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, they're all pretty chill. So, yeah, anyway, let's go ahead and talk about some topics. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start today. I wasn't sure if you'd ever heard of this comic called Spencer and Locke. Mm, no. I hadn't either, but it sounds interesting. So it's coming back for like a second season. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing like little mini arcs or something like that. Okay. But the way they've described it here through IGN is uh, our favorite Calvin and Hobbes crime parody returns. Huh. The original miniseries was notable for poofing one of the most beloved strips of all time, Calvin and Hobbes, which I loved. I've, oh, yeah. I've Calvin got the, the entire shit. collection over there. So uh, even as it distorted the story of a boy and his imaginary tiger friend through a Sin City style lens. <laughs> These two gritty, psychologically damaged detectives are finally back for a sequel, and Spitzer and Locke 2 immediately proves there's plenty of potential left in this bizarre comic book mashup. Hmm. I like it so far. Yeah. So it's a guy with a giant man-tiger, and they're both like detectives. <laughs> He's got a button for an eye, too. Mm-hmm. The little tiger does. That's cute. So like, yeah, definitely need to look into this more. It sounds like an intriguing idea. Yeah, I wanted to check that out. I love the idea of, like, Doing a gritty Calvin and Hobbes like spoof, basically. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then this is what really stood out for me when I was reading the article, if you want to. Okay. Rather than parodying Sin City specifically, creators David Poposi? That... I think so. Okay. And Jorge Santiago pay clear homage to The Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen in these pages. Damn! That's, uh, that's pretty, yeah. pretty good praise there. These guys just seem like they're Frank Miller fans, and they're like, fuck it, let's... Make a Calvin and Hobbes story, but make it like Frank Miller would do it, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I love it. This sounds awesome. Fuck yeah. They reviewed the front issue. 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. Damn. I'm going to check up on uh, Comixology, see if I can get the first one. Yeah. That seems pretty fucking dope. Spencer and Locke, huh? Yep. Nice. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. Fuck yeah. I'm I figured you'd be out. as interested as I was in it. Oh, fuck yeah, man. That looks amazing. I'm going to check that out. Should I pull it up on uh, Comicsology later? Maybe I can get the first one, read through that first arc, see if it's any good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Move to some TV news. TV. Stephen King's The Stand has gotten its official call-up. It's going to be a TV series adaptation through CBS's All Access app. Hmm. It's going to... Okay, it's just a 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to make that a TV show. That's, that book is so long. That story is so long. Yeah. That. Main producer, Josh Boone, described how attached he felt to the story when he was young and how he ended up connecting to King, who further encouraged Boone's storytelling abilities. So what's he say here? I read The Stand under my bed when I was 12, and my Baptist parents burned it in our fireplace upon discovery. <laughs> Boone said, Incensed, I stole my dad's FedEx account number and mailed King a letter professing my love for his work. Several weeks later, I came home to find a box that arrived from Maine, and inside were several books, each inscribed with a beautiful note from God himself, who encouraged me in my writing and thanked me for being a fan. My parents, genuinely moved by King's kindness and generosity, lifted the ban on his books that very day. Damn, that's awesome. That's a cool story. It's so cool when you hear stories of Stephen King being neat mm. and not being a douchebag. <laughs> Because he has that problem sometimes. Yeah. That's good. At least uh, somebody attached to it has like an attachment to the story then, yeah. too. So I like hearing that for sure. Mm-hmm. No announced dates or any casting or anything yet, but... Right on. I, I like that they're doing a TV show. It's going to be 10 episodes long. So there shouldn't be a lot of cutoff, at least. Yeah. And, uh, and it's on the all-access, so it's... Not actually on the network. It wanted so. to be like censored, hopefully. Right, yeah. exactly. Hopefully, uh, now it just kind of comes down to who's ever writing and then who's ever casting. Yeah. Hopefully that works out well. Writing is more important. You can make anybody a good actor if you have a good writer, but only good actors can make shitty writers look good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into some of your favorites. The uh, DC Universe streaming mm-hmm. app. Oh, boy. Has announced some new stuff. Great. So they've added... Uh, the new Batman Adventures, which aired from 1997 to 1999. Hmm. And it joins two seasons of Batman the Animated Series, which are already available to stream on the platform. Nice. And they also added The Batman from 2004 to 2008. Oh, I watched a little bit of that. I with Reno Romano voicing the Dark Knight? Yeah, I watched it a little bit. It was okay, but I would always like rather watch the animated series. Hmm. It was an okay like adaptation, but... okay. They were just they were playing it pretty safe. They sort of just did like the animated series, but like updated the artwork and stuff like that. So okay, and later on this week will be the first episode of Doom Patrol, ooh, which is going to follow the same weekly rollout that the Titans show did. Is it, is it going to cut off an episode short like Titans did too? Or? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <sighs> and then apparently they did a new animated movie of the Reign of the Superman hmm. comic arc. Okay. Which followed the death of Superman back right. in the 90s. That was a cool little story. Yeah. I don't know, I'm still waiting for something good to come of this DC thing, so. Yeah. Season one of Krypton is also set to debut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Crypt, what is that going to be? Uh, you know the show Gotham. Where it's, yeah. yeah. This is the Superman version of Gotham. So everything we don't care about when it comes to Superman, then? Yep. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Nothing like starting a story... Where uh, we literally know that it ends with the entire planet exploding except for two people. Mm-hmm. That should be a lot of fun. Good thinking, guys. Fucking idiots. And these are all the comics that have been added to it this month. Nice. Ooh, got the uh, Swamp Thing, Alan Moore arc. That's pretty dope. Ooh, Batman Year One, that's a good one. Is it? Yeah. Ooh, Animal Man, the Morrison arc, that one was fun too. 
Well, they got some good uh, comics on here, at least. I don't know. I'm still just waiting for them to finally do something good with this streaming service. Yeah. It's just like, you have such good characters, and you're just choosing to do the same shit. Like, try something different. Get mm. somebody who cares. Get somebody who gives a fuck about the characters. And then make something. Like, fucking go out on a limb. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, we'll see. Yeah. We're going to get Swamp Thing soon. It was scheduled for spring. So. That is a good point, yeah. Maybe that one will be, like, what the start is. It'll start yeah. turning it around and making yeah. them realize they can do Harley cool Quinn shit. animated show is coming soon, too. That so. one does look good. I am kind of excited for that one. So yeah, they need to do something fun here, eventually. Yeah. But, because I can only support you with the Batman, the animated series, for so long. Eventually, I'm going to lose that argument. I can't just keep bringing that up, <laughs> because that was fucking 26 yeah. years ago. Exactly. <laughs> Right. I'm keeping with some Batman news. It's the worst, man. I want DC to win. I love DC. I want them to be successful, and it's just I can't lie about them, though. Oh, fuck. The director of The Batman. They've officially announced that Ben Affleck will no longer be playing Batman. I, th- I thought they already made that announcement. No, it was just rumored. Ah, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so now, now it is official. Huh. And so they've reached out to the director, Matt Reeves. Ugh. And, uh... He gave some more information on the general tone and plot. Oh, great. And release window and the villains. So if you want to go ahead and read through that quote. What's exciting about Batman is how it relates to now and also how personal it can be. What the fuck does that mean? Said Reeves. It's very much a point of view driven noir Batman tale. It's told very squarely on his shoulders and I hope it's going to be a story that will be thrilling but also emotional. It's more Batman in his t- detective mode than we've seen in the films. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. The comics have a history of that. Oh, well, he's actually read some comics, so that's already puts him above a lot of the other DC directors. Right. He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. Okay. And that's not necessarily been a part of what the movies have been. Which is true. And, oh, fuck, I've, I've been saying that for, what is this, episode 21 or something? 22? <laughs> I've been saying that for 22 episodes. Uh, I'd love this to be one where... We go on that journey of tracking down the criminals and trying to solve a crime. It's going to allow his character to have an arc so that he can go through a transformation. As of now, the film is simply called The Batman, but Reeves hinted it's possible that could change. As for when the film will be released, Reeves says the film hasn't been dated, but it's thinking it could probably release in 2021. Jesus. Yeah. Perhaps late spring or summer. Yeah, no shit, you're going to put it in summer. It's a fucking Batman movie. Uh, recent reports indicate that it could begin filming in November, given the project plenty of time to cast and handle pre-production. As for casting, Reeves said there will be a rogues gallery, potentially suggesting the film will have multiple villains. The casting process will reportedly begin shortly, as Reeves is doing another pass on the script. Mm, I don't know how that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is starting to develop some conceptual aspects of the film. On the subject of the Batman connecting to the DCEU, Reeves said he's only involved in this film and that films like Aquaman, Shazam, and Harley Quinn, I forgot they're making a Harley Quinn movie, are all operating separately. Warners believes they don't have to try to develop a giant slate that has to have all the plans for how it's going to connect, he said. What they need to try and do is make good movies with these characters. Fuck you, Reeves. This guy listens to our podcast. He's stealing (laughs) all my shit. Yeah, so? I mean, some good, some bad there. Um I know I really have never liked Matt Reeves as a director yet. Because, I mean, yeah, he did he did the, the Planet of the Apes re- reboots, mm-hmm. which I hated. Uh, he did Cloverfield, which was a, just a boring movie to me. So, I don't know. I am, as always with everything announced that's Batman in a movie, I'm just... <laughs> 
expecting it to suck. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see what happens, I guess. But the Stockholm syndrome continues. Pretty much, yeah. I just I don't know, man. Like I'm gonna see it. We all know I'm gonna see it, so it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. But I just I don't know, man. Hopefully we can find some writers here who give a fuck about this character and get what Batman is supposed to be and not just make fucking Iron Man the the DC version, but we'll see. I don't know. I feel like everything good that Marvel has done to movies has also fucked movies up for a while now, too, because everyone just assumes it has to be like that, and no one wants to take a risk anymore. Yeah. So. Speaking of Marvel, transition pretty well to the next topic. Nice. I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. <laughs> the Avengers Endgame could be the longest Marvel movie ever. Hmm. Possibly over half an hour longer than any of the other movies that have released. The film is at the three-hour mark. Yeah. Jesus. Although edits are still being made to the film. They said if they can't cut it down, they're actually considering doing an intermission where the movie would pause for ten minutes while everybody can go to the bathroom, get refills and everything. And I don't then think you're going to need to do that. I feel like everyone's going to be on the fucking edge of their seats this entire time for yeah. three fucking hours. Exactly. I mean, this is fucking, what, ten years in the making for this movie? Fourteen mm-hmm. years or something like that? And yeah. Everyone's freaking the fuck out. They can't wait. So... And then we can't wait for the very end where everything resets, and then we can cast a bunch of younger people to be the Marvel heroes so we don't have to pay all these guys so much money anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that's how it's going to end. I mean, come on, man. Right. I'm more worried for Tom Holland. Everybody likes him now for Spider-Man, which means pretty soon he's going to be able to ask for money. Mm-hmm. Which means pretty soon we're going to get a recast of Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> Disney's just like, fuck that. Yeah, just like you said, uh, in response to if the film might have an intermission baked into it, Anthony Russo of the Russo Brothers said that they've screened the movie four times for audiences now, and for the first three screenings, not a single person got up to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm telling you, everyone's going to be on the edge of their fucking seat for three hours, just super ready for this movie. And I think it should be three hours fucking long, because, I mean, it's a culmination of fucking, (laughs) what, 22, 26 movies, something like that? And the movie that it would break the record for, Infinity War, was two hours and 29 minutes. Okay, so Um, yeah. Why not make it three hours? Then? Yeah. Fuck it. yeah. That, that three hours, although usually that seems like a really long movie for mm-hmm. the end of the Marvel uh, cinematic universe, I don't think that feels that long. I feel like three hours is okay. Yeah. Maybe that's just me talking. I don't know. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff to dig into. Mm-hmm. I'm just still trying to figure out if they're going to... Because they're obviously going to do a reset, right? I mean, 100%, there's going to be a reset on the Avengers thing so that they can cast younger people and attract a new audience in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to do a hard reset or a soft reset. Yeah. That's what I'm curious about right now. Yeah, are you going to still keep the same characters? We'll just cast different actors? Or yeah. are you just going to... Or are you going to do like kind of what the comics did where those characters still exist, but they just pass their mantles on to right. like somebody else? So, I don't know. We'll see. And then, like, then you can keep them for, like, cameos and stuff. They can come in, you know, you'll throw them, like, a million dollars. They'll come in and record, like, 15 minutes of dialogue, and you throw them the fuck back out. Yeah. And then everybody can be happy, but. I guess we'll, uh, well, find out in April. Find out. Yeah, three hours. We're going to find out. April will be the beginning of the end of everything. We got Endgame, we got Game of Thrones. It's all just coming to yeah, a head. Everything's going to end. We're not going to know what to watch anymore. This podcast is going to stop. We're going to have anything to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping with the Marvel news, 
They've announced that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will still work off of James Gunn's script. Good thinking. Yeah. Seeing as how he never should have been fired in the first fucking place. That was a whole giant fucking bucket of nothing yeah. that that thing was. But, I mean, of course you're going to work off James Gunn's script. The whole reason the Guardians movies have worked is because of James Gunn's script. What Absolutely. I'm curious about is can somebody else shoot a James, uh, James Gunn script? Because, I mean, he has such a, like, his own kind of style of like film you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he shoot when he shoots something you can tell it's like a james gunn shot oh yeah i'm wondering if another director can do that uh, or if another director is going to want to do that if they're going to want to put their own fucking spin on it to where they can make some money so yeah i don't know i'm a little nervous about guardians 3 well you don't have to be because in an interview with mtv news chris pratt was asked if the people involved with the film are working off james gunn's script and if he's read it to which he responds yeah i have it's off the chain. It's so good. It's so good. Off the chain is off the chain is is, is good, right? For yes, yeah. Hello, fellow kids. Yeah. Hmm. Let's say here later in this interview, when asked about making the movie without Gunn as the director, Pratt says, "I love James. I'm loyal to James, and I love him so much. And we're going to deliver the movie. We're going to give the fans what they deserve. And I think it's in the nature of the Guardians of the Galaxy to come together and get the job done. And that's what we'll do." Jeez, was Walt Disney's hand up his ass while he was saying that? Probably. Nothing against Chris Pratt. I yeah. adore him. I think he's a great man. But uh, still a little nervous about it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure the script's fantastic. James Gunn's a fantastic writer. It yeah. would make sense that the third one would also be good. But I'm just, like I said, I'm curious if somebody can shoot off of his script. Or if someone will shoot off of his script. Because I'm curious, like, if... Yeah, how much are they going to want to doctor it up, yeah. Yeah, like, are they going to go out and try to find a big name actor, like a good actor, a good good director? Or are they just going to pull like some fucking film student and just be like, "Hey, you shoot it exactly like this fucking script says. You read those goddamn notes, and you don't talk to me. You get that shit done." <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Disney will keep making R-rated Marvel movies. Hmm. See, you had no reason to be worried. Yeah. Okay, we'll see about that. They got Deadpool because Deadpool makes money. Because it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. What other R-rated Marvel movies they got in the pipe right now? Yep. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I mean, we're done with the Wolverine, apparently. <laughs> well, Kinda. maybe. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. You throw enough money at Jackman, he might come back. No, they're not going to try to get Jackman again. They're going to get somebody else. You think so? Yeah. No, there's no fucking way they're going to pay him. I don't know. That's the only reason Marvel will, or Disney will make R-rated Marvel movies is if they can do it cheaply, like Deadpool. You got to throw the kind of money you're going to need to get Hugh Jackman. They're not going to fucking let you do that because it's too much of a risk. Even though fucking uh, The Wolverine made a shit ton of money and a fuck ton of awards because it was a really good movie and I liked it. Yeah, no, I don't know. Disney's going to turn everything. Like, it's, Disney owns everything that's good, right? Well... Disney's turning everything that was good bad right now, and because they own it, and I just don't see it. I don't know, man. Disney operates, it seems like Disney operates off an algorithm, essentially, like they have an equation on a chalkboard somewhere, where it's like, this amount of money, plus this rating, plus this, this, equals this much money. And so it's like, it has to stay within that much money, otherwise we're not going to make it. And I just don't, that means they're not going to take any more risk. I don't see them taking risk anymore. So we're going to get a lot of, like, cookie-cutter assembly line movies. It's essentially like what they did to Star Wars. 
Yeah. Remember how they were do- they were going to do a Star Wars movie every year mm-hmm. until The Last Jedi came out and then Solo came out? And we were all like, wow, those both fucking suck. We're not seeing Star Wars anymore. Now all of a sudden Star Wars is on hold and we're going to take a break from Star Wars. Well, the spinoffs. They're still going to do the regular series. Yeah, but even that one's still kind of on hold, isn't it? No, it's coming this December. Oh, fuck. It's in post-production right now. They already filmed it. Oh, God, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> you know what I've realized? I've been like watching a lot of stuff on star wars jj abrams is back you loved him from the force awakens kind of i mean the force awakens was a good movie but it was also essentially just a really expensive uh remake of a new hope that you know like it's it's like if you gave a a big star wars nerd who just got out of film school if you gave him a fuck ton of money Hmm. it's kind of the movie he would make yeah and they did it again so you're gonna love it you're back no I really wasn't even in after the fucking Force Awakens. Then I really wasn't in after fucking Solo. No, that much. No, thank you. And then The Last Jedi was just... I don't get it. The Last Jedi, logically, as a film, like, the logic of the film makes zero sense. And so it just... Either The Last Jedi thinks I'm stupid, or The Last Jedi is unaware how stupid it is. One of the two is the thing. Because there is no consistent logic in The Last Jedi. In any of the stories. Like it, it's yeah, definitely it, not the stuff on the ship. Like there's the, Oscar Isaac's motivation changed from like Oscar scene Isaac's, to scene. <laughs> Oscar Isaac's motivation was whatever the script needed it to be at that time right, to uh, get to the yeah, next scene. Like yeah. he did it, it was, and that was the whole movie. I didn't it, mean to call him out specifically. I'm trying no. to think of his character's name. I couldn't think of Poe uh, po Dameron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where it's just like for some reason Essentially, what they taught us, the uh, the lesson that we learned from The Last Jedi is that we should never question authority and always do what we're told. Like, that's essentially the lesson they were teaching us with that whole on-the-ship thing mm-hmm. and the hyperspace travel. Which makes like, sense. Quit, quit questioning it. Just do what you're told. Go, go see 72 Star Wars That's movies. exactly what Disney's trying to teach yeah. us. But, you know, there's also, there's been these other kind of militaries that have had this whole just, just don't question order things. And that led to some really bad shit. Right, but, you know, that was in the past. Yeah, that was in the past. Now, go buy those Star Wars toys. Things, things are different now. <laughs> I don't know. Just with with The Last Jedi, it just, um, you know, the whole on-the-ship storyline, that was stupid to begin with. That should have been ten minutes long. And then all the other plots on there, like, usually with a movie, you'll have, like, your A plot and your B plot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where I thought the B plot was going to be... Uh, Ray and Luke's kind of storyline. I figured that was going to be the B plot. Mm-hmm. That movie just doesn't have an A plot. There's six B plots going on the whole time. Yeah. And there's just nothing. And then in the end, none of it means anything. Like, The Last Jedi had this weird thing where it was trying to. But that kid with the broom, he's got Jedi powers. Yeah, or maybe. I don't know. Who cares? Jar Jar Binks can use a lightsaber, and none of it fucking matters. So it's, it's, it's whatever at this point. I just, there's, there, there's no running logic in that movie, and then it seemed like the whole time all they were trying to do was give us gotcha moments, where it's like, nah, gotcha there, gotcha there, gotcha there, instead of, I don't know, writing a story, so, and I will never get over the fact that Rose has to talk to the child soldier and tell him how bad war can be, that will always make me fucking angry, because I'm like, you're just not paying attention to the own characters that you have written. 
Like, fucking uh, Finn was taken as a child and was a child soldier in the fucking New Order. And then you're telling him how war can affect kids. I'm like, I think he knows that, actually. Do you do? Yeah, I would assume. And then don't even get me started on the whole, like, no gravity in space bombing run in the very beginning, which was fucking stupid, but whatever. Doesn't matter, because love is what's going to win this war. Just you wait. Just love. I don't know. We'll see. Like... I might not even go see the next Star Wars movie in theaters. I might just wait for it to come out <laughs> on, like, DVD. It's not going to take that long anyway. They'll probably give you a copy yeah. of the Blu-ray whenever you buy your ticket. You'll have to be subscribed to Disney+. Plus. To right, of course. This. Well, you don't even have to be subscribed. Disney already has your credit card number, so you just have to hit, like, a little box. And they'll right. just be like, okay, there you go. And then they'll come and they'll fuck your dog right there in your couch. I don't even have a dog. Exactly. They'll buy you a dog with your own money and then they'll huh. fuck it in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a dog. Silver lining there. You're the perfect Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry to get off on that rant. I apologize. That's but okay. I, I, I don't like what Disney is doing lately. So we'll see what happens. Mm. <laughs> We got here. Ooh, is Another dark, movie news. Is the Dooku still going to happen? Maybe. Yay! Go ahead and read it. Sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm talking out of turn. It's all right. So the Invisible Man franchise mm-hmm. is going to be remade, and it now has a new home. It's going to be at Blumhouse. Yeah! That's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be uh, the co-creator of Saw, Lee Winnell, has mm-hmm. been tapped to direct and co-produce alongside the producer Jason Blum. Hell yeah. See, I was like one of the few people who was actually kind of like the idea of doing the Dooku, the Dark mm-hmm. Universe, Cinematic Universe, where it was yeah. like all the monster movies yeah. in like modern times. Because mm-hmm. first off, I was one of the only people in the world who liked the uh, Dracula Untold movie. Yeah. I actually kind of like that movie, to be honest with you. It's sort of fun to watch. <laughs> it's a very entertaining movie. Uh, and then I just always thought that was a smart idea to do something like that because you've got so much fucking film history oh, yeah. just crammed in your vaults right now. Like, yeah, do something with it, man. Right. Fucking and it's something. already tied together before, you yeah. know. Like, it, yeah, no, I mean, we've had Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman and shit like yeah. that. We, we, we Monster Squad. That. Yeah, Monster Squad, all that. You can do something fun with that. And I've seen comics written like that that were fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I always thought the idea was kind of fun. It yeah. obviously didn't work out too well because, you know, a lot of shit got thrown out after that. Mm, yeah. Uh, how was the Tom Cruise mommy movie, by the way? I never saw that. Apparently not great. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. But See, I've heard from some people that it sucked, and I've heard from some other people that it's surprisingly better than you think it's going to be. Hmm. You know, like, you watch it, and you're like, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Granted, that's still not saying it's good. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah Blumhouse, I love that. It's a great oh, idea. Yeah. I think so. And who doesn't because love it? Because they're going to actually focus on it, you know? That's what Blumhouse does. Exactly. They're going to make it cheap, and they're going to make it good. Yeah, Blumhouse is, I don't know how, but Blumhouse is the master of just, like, we are going to spend, like, zero dollars on this movie, and you are going to fucking love it for some reason. Just, like, they just get movies for mm-hmm. some reason over there at, like, Blumhouse. They get movies. And who better to, like, have the reins on some of the most classic uh, movie villains in history? Like, yeah, let, let Blumhouse go a little crazy with it. Oh, yeah. Do whatever the fuck they want. I'm, I'm pushing chips all in on that one, man. Yeah, I'm totally down for this, 100%. Most people might be surprised by that, but I am 100% down for this. And the last bit of movie news I had, your boy. Jack Schneider? Uh-huh. Hell yeah. His next movie will be a Netflix zombie thriller. Okay. Well, I don't... Yeah, you're excited. 
I, I mean, I like Zack Snyder. I think v- uh, visually, like, he's a good director. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't let him write movies. Stop letting him write movies because he's not good at that. But visually, he's a really good director. He's really good at mm-hmm. that. He does, right. like, fun shots. He leans Maybe. a little too heavy on the whole uh, slow-mo thing, but he makes entertaining fight scenes to watch. And Everyone liked 300. I don't care oh, what yeah. you say. Everyone loved that fucking movie. You can try to act cool now and be like, the movie sucks. It's totally gay. Like, you fucking loved it, and you know you did. Fuck you. So you'll be excited for this, then. The film's going to be called Army of the Dead. Okay. Features a group of mercenaries that take the ultimate gamble by venturing into a quarantine zone following a zombie outbreak to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. I'm actually kind of in. I'll be honest. I'm Snyder will already. direct and produce with his wife, Deborah, although the story is going to be handled by Joby Harold. So oh, we're go. good. We're fucking good then. This movie sounds fucking amazing. Are you kidding me? It's been a project long in gestation for Snyder. IGN first reported on the project in March of 2007. Jesus. At the time, the storyline reportedly was set in a not-too-distant future where the city of Las Vegas had been quarantined. And the action revolved around a father who tried to save his daughter from the zombies. But now they've... Oh, yeah, Snyder did do the Dawn of the Dead remake, didn't mm-hmm. he? And that was a pretty good movie. It was. I don't usually like remakes, but you gotta admit, that one had, like, a fun feel. Like, yeah. there was definitely some love for the original movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was enough nod to it, but it had its own thing, too. It still too. had its own thing, exactly. Yeah. Which is what remakes should have, as we've discussed before. Yes, 100%. So yeah, I, th- I thought that'd be good news. I'm actually yeah, kind of yeah. reading this here. Like at first, I Just was kind of get away like, from DC, get away yes. from the superheroes. Stop that, touching Batman. That was 100%. not your thing. You are not allowed to have Batman anymore because <laughs> uh, you don't spell your name right, mm. and <laughs> spells with a K, like a nerd. Yeah, no, this is awesome. Give him like a heist movie with a zombie. Like you get all the gore, you get all the fun fight scenes, and this is exactly what he needs. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is writing the story, which is good to hear because yeah. Snyder shouldn't write stories. I mean, nothing against him. I think he's a really good director. Right. Shouldn't be writing stories. Yeah, this sounds like fun. It'll, it'll be on Netflix. And, so. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, too. It's on Netflix, so we don't have to worry about all the people like, oh, God, it bombed at the box office. Yeah. Like, they're never going to release any of that shit. No, you can just go out there and just make your, mo- like, make your movie. Go back to having fun. Yeah. Because you were having fun when you were making 300, and that movie made a fuck ton of money. So go back to that and just leave DC alone, because you don't need to be directing DC movies. You have mm-hmm. them kill each other way too much. It just <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> Transitioning to some video game news. Alrighty. Microsoft has announced that they're going to be bringing the Xbox Live cross-platform gaming to Android, iOS, and Nintendo Switch. Hmm. Okay. So, it'll be kind of neat. Um, there's not too much news yet. This was just kind of a leak of a conference that's going to be at the Game Developer Conference later this year. Yeah. It seems pretty cool, though. Cool. I'm still sitting over here in my PlayStation land. We're yeah, like, no, we, we stay by ourselves. Yeah. You don't get to touch it. <laughs> it's just ours. We don't want to play with anyone else. No, we, we have all of our special single-player games because we don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, God of War is amazing. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I'm going to be checking it out soon, apparently. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we're we gonna, were talking about this earlier. We're going to finally make the leap. You leave for the PlayStation? I think so. I mean, I've I've enjoyed it. It's really it's it's time. There's so many exclusives there that I kind of want to check out. They really are good at getting yeah. fucking ex- exclusive shit too, man. And then uh, we'd finally be able to check out the next topic, yeah. which is The Witcher Quest Hell has been yeah. dropped into Monster Hunter World. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to buy Monster Hunter World now if you're gonna get a PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and read through that. Sure. Uh. Leshin 1. Don't hunt on empty stomach. 
Time for a quick hunt. Capcom has launched the Witcher 3 crossover quest with a free update for Monster Hunter World on PS4 and Xbox One. The PC version is also getting the update, just not yet. <laughs> and with that, I'm not very anxious to find out if Monster Hunter World is still alive and well on the PS4, or if I deleted the game when it slipped out of my weekly rotation to make room for newer titles. Aside from borrowing Geralt, Capcom is also pitting players against a certain woodland foe and letting them morph into Palico Helper into a Necker. Ooh, nice. I don't know what any of that means, but you sound uh, excited. The Leshen is uh, definitely one of the uh, it's one of the harder fights that you have in The Witcher, like one of the uh, monsters. Oh, really? So it's kind of fun to have him in there. Okay. And Necker is just like one of the monsters you can kill, but I guess you can turn one of your helpers into it now. So. Okay. Oh, this is a monster hunter thing? Yeah, that's what it seems to be anyway. Uh, the Leshen is a cool surprise for those of us who expected to see a griffin let loose in the new world, and the same goes for the Siri cameo. Ooh, Siri cameo. Nice. Even That's if you, his daughter? His adopted daughter. Oh. Even if you aren't a Witcher 3 devotee, <laughs> like Ray, there's a lot like there's a lot to like here. Sorry. World just keeps on giving. As noted on the Capcom Unity blog, Phase 1 of the Witcher X Monster Hunter crossover is playing as Geralt in the special assignment Contract Trouble in the Ancient Forest. Clearing this quest will open up the Geralt... I don't know what that is supposed to be. I think it's infinite. I think it's like an infinity symbol. Okay. Full armor set for crafting, the sword and shield weapon, Witcher Silver Sword. Yeah. And the Necker armor and cursed staff for your Palico, found as always in the Smithies list. Part 2 of the crossover will come a little later. From February 15th to March 1st, World will run the limited time event quest Contract Woodland Spirit for HR. Okay, I guess there's level 50 plus players. Bringing down the Ancient Lesson with pals and you can secure the Siri Infinite Full Armor Set and a matching set of dual blades. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, I'm pumped for the Iceborne expansion and this stuff only makes me more impatient. It'd be a lot easier if I kept up with Monster Hunter World and didn't come into these updates all rusty. So this is a picture of the thing? Yeah, that's one of the lessons right there, what it looks like. Things are like one of the hardest fights you get in the like in the Witcher 3. And it's hilarious, too, because usually when you run into it, it's totally not part of the story. You're just out like kind of exploring the woods and the thing's walking around. And you're like, oh, I can fucking kill that. And then it just like one-shots you immediately. And you're like, oh, I'm going to fucking avoid this shit for a little bit here and level up some wow. before I get into this. <laughs> Yeah, that should be fun. I'm definitely going to have to get Monster Hunter World, I think. Yeah, so yeah, I told you. Keep an eye out for a sale and then... Grab that up. Yeah. yeah. Once you see it, let me know. It's like, I, I, I got to play as a as a witcher. That's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can get Destiny now, too. We can play Destiny together. I finally have somebody to play Destiny with. <laughs> Just got to beat the storyline first, then we can start playing together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one of six people in the world who cared about the lore of Destiny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought it was an... an interesting and I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, speaking of things you find interesting, this last article, I didn't know if you'd heard about it yet, but it just popped up on a podcast I was listening to, and so I dug in a little deeper into it. Okay. Right it's a game called The Outer Worlds. Hmm. So, it's being made by Obsidian, makers of Knights of the Old Republic yeah. and Fallout New Vegas. Two of my favorite games of all time. And they've taken inspiration from uh, Skyrim and Mass Effect. Ooh. Two... More games that I fucking love. Yeah. Well, this is getting my, like, fucking gamer dick hard. I'm excited uh-huh. for this. So it's like a, a space, like, sci-fi RPG. Okay. And I'm in there. I'm the choices you make shape the decisions and stuff throughout the world. Oh, yeah. Now I'm listening. And uh, one of the things that they were talking about on the podcast, I don't know if they mentioned this article, I don't think, but uh, one of the archetypes you can pick at the beginning is to be, like, a, a dumb character. <laughs> so like all of your choices are just like 
like stupid choices and stuff like that. Like uh-huh. your, your party members, like, why would he do that? <laughs> and apparently, it's got like a, a great playthrough if you go through that way. Well, that, that, that was something they did with New Vegas. Oh, really? I think Fallout Three had that too, where if your intelligence was low enough, you unlocked special uh, like uh, dialogue options. Oh, wow! Because you could just be that fucking dumb. It's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, that Obsidian really cares about like RPG. Like they really like having games like that. Yeah. Granted, a lot of people don't like Knights of the Old Republic too. A big part of that is because a lot of shit got cut. Yeah. If you buy it on Steam, you can get the uh, um, the mod where somebody found all the shit that they deleted beforehand. Oh, really? And so it kind of like restores the game and you can have a little bit more fun with it. Okay. But I mean, New Vegas is one of the greatest games ever made. Like, I fucking adore that game. That's, yeah. probably, that's probably my favorite Fallout game. I'm going to say, I know you've talked about it a lot before. So. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, like they, they used to do that. Like, you could have like a low enough... Because New Vegas had the whole thing with, like, its whole um, speech options. They weren't just, like, your speech had to be high enough. Other yeah. ones, like, if your certain skills were high enough, you could use those for, like, your options. Like, you can talk a guy. You're trying to, like, defend a town from these gangs that are coming in. You can talk a guy into using his dynamite if your demolition skill is high enough. Because then he can, like, trust that you know what the fuck you're doing. Okay. So it's not a speech check. It's a demolitions check. Nice. Okay. In, in your uh, dialogue option. And then, like, yeah, if you're fucking... Um, intelligence is low enough you can like make all these like dumb decisions to, it's fucking hilarious awesome. well yeah it sounded really neat too because another thing I, they mentioned on the podcast because they did like a studio visit and so they were okay. doing interviews with them and stuff like that and, uh, the difficulty system for Outer Worlds this new game is uh, at the beginning of the game they give you an option to take like really cool powers but you also have to take like a huge vulnerability along with it mm-hmm. and so the way you, like, up the difficulty of the game, basically, is you can get up to five powers, but at that point, you're also taking five vulnerabilities. Okay. So, like, you might get, like, access to, like, really cool weapons and stuff like that, but right. you take, like, triple damage from robotic enemies. <laughs> you know, it's different things like that. that. Like, you might get a really cool, like, you can you can craft really neat armor, mm. but you're, like, super, super weak to fire damage. Stuff like that, so it seems kind of neat. That's awesome. Yeah, Obsidian's really good about shit like that, man. Like whenever they make RPGs, there's always like, it's it seems like I think what it is is that a lot of their their developers are big tabletop guys. Yeah. So they kind of bring that into like the game. Is what nice. it always kind of felt like to me anyway, because they've always done shit like that. Yeah. So Microsoft announced that they had bought the studio, but then they also released that they're still going to let them uh, sell for multiple platforms. So this game will come out on PC and PS4 also. Oh, good. I, I won't have to buy a Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, Outer Worlds. I was like, that, that sounds right up your alley. Yeah, so. I'm going to check that out. That sounds fucking perfect for me. I might adore that game. It sounds like my Mass Effect game that I wanted instead of Andromeda. Yeah. A game I can't even fucking beat because <laughs> it irritates the shit out of me. <sighs> All right, then. Well, now we know. That was yeah. a lot of topics there. That was a lot of fun. It was. I, 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 you know what? I think we all learned something today. I mean, I, I didn't really. This is a real journey. I learned that I'm going to buy Outer Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> something you never knew existed before. I know. I had no idea it existed, and now I want it. Yeah. I love how that works. Ready to wrap this up, big guy? I think so. Okay. Well, guys, thanks again for listening. We always uh, appreciate it. You are all uh, the best, and we love you. As always, if you have any fun topics or questions or anything like that, comments you want to give us, uh, you can send that in on Twitter, uh, at the A2Z Show. It's the number two, of course. Send that in. The DM should be open now. You should be able just to send a DM, or you can just you know, add us in your tweets. We'll check it, I promise. 
Uh, you can also, if you don't want to do it on Twitter, you want to just do it on the email so nobody knows that you listen to us, which I understand. Uh, you can uh, email us um, at a2zshow.ask at gmail.com. Again, questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to send us in. Uh, we're always happy to have them. You can also follow either of us on Twitter. Uh, you got Andrew at uh, Big Guy ACV. That's me. He's on Twitter, and then I'm also on Twitter at uh, Melch Knows Best. M e l c h Knows Best. And uh, yeah, there it is. That's how to get a hold of us. As always, please send us in more questions, comments, all that other stuff. Uh, if, you, if you got the time, we'd really appreciate a review on whatever app you're listening to us on. That would be fucking. Awesome. Let everybody know how much you like us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you guys keep it up. Enjoy your week. We are going to – I'm going to go home and do laundry. Actually, I'm going to do something really fucking boring today. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. <laughs> so uh, thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a lot of fun. Uh, we love you, and we will see you again uh, next time. <laughs>